honesty hour, I did not know what I was doing in regards to launching this podcast. And I wouldn't have been able to do it without Anchor. Anchor makes starting a podcast super, super easy and allows you to not only use their platform to distribute the podcast, but you can even go on your phone or computer and record and edit the podcast right on their platform. Best of all, it's totally, totally free. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. So welcome to the Strange on Purpose podcast. Uh, We have a pretty dope, dope, dope person on the podcast today, but we'll get into that a little bit later. I want to chat about one thing and I really want to chat about the new feng shui in our office. Uh, that's what you want to I'm call not, it. I'm not, I can't comment on this yet. I haven't experienced it for longer than like an hour yet. But. Yeah, but there's candles burning. See though, it's, it's not feng shui. Like to me, feng shui is like the actual colors because it was a big thing in Animal Crossing. <laughs> So today we had um, if uh, depending on who you meet, he might be known as Andy Wines or Andy Motherfucking Wines. Um, pretty dope dude. Honestly, I I took a lot. I, I feel like I quoted him like well, after recording this, I quoted him like four times, four days in a row on LinkedIn, which was pretty dope. I never do that from podcasts, so um, I took a lot out of it. It was a cool dude, cool conversation. Um, just, I don't think I've ever been on a show with anyone that talks more than Andy, which is awesome because we didn't have to do any work, but it was just a cool conversation. We shared a lot um, from like a speaking perspective, from a business perspective, and he's a serial entrepreneur, which is cool. Um, a really just good, genuine conversation. A lot of swearing. Just a Yeah, PSA right now. <laughs> PSA right now, uh, there is, this is uh, R-rated, um, so please listen with the kids in the car. They'll learn a lot. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm still, I, I still want to go back to the office and our feng shui going on because I, I put in a lot of good work today and I feel like I, I cleaned the fridge. Um, we all cleaned and we're putting our heads together to do a lot of stuff. Ken got a real desk. Which is we, nice. we still found frosting for my wedding, which was. I don't want to talk about this because ago. we already like people think we're children, but we 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 are adults. We do have a real company. I promise. I I like the the new setup because it forces us to come together. Yeah. I really don't like open concept right now, so I'm making a bit of a sacrifice, but I like it. I know? was all in on open concept when I first heard about open concept, but being in it for the last. I mean, honestly, even with the bucks, like the last four years, I realized that my just productivity just fucking just gets Come killed. on, it's not like Andy didn't drop it. Yeah, yeah. it just gets <laughs> fucking killed. And it sucks because I, like, when we did have the, the offices where we can close the door or anything like that, that's where I feel like I did a ton of work. I, I, said, I don't think, I wouldn't say that I really had that because, like, the overflow came into my direction. But, like, I feel like... The, the best solution is to find a way to have individualized space, whether that's for one person or that anybody can use, and then having open concept space so that, like, if, you just, if you're just open-minded and you're just working, then, you know, you can lean toward working in that open space. But then, like, if you need to, you know, have your own space or just, you know, close the door for a little bit and just get some things done, I think it's vital that you do that. And then for you guys, it, it's, it's really nice because you have more flexibility to be remote. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been dope, and I think it's 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 cool. Like we 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 we're closing out Q four, hopefully pretty strong here. Um, I feel like me just working remote has been able to like even if me working at a coffee shop, me going up to somebody and saying, "Yeah, let's grab some coffee" or anything like that. I think it's way more organic. It's less of a straight sales pitch every time, um, but like. We just locked down uh, the Milwaukee uh, Milwaukee 2020, the DNC host committee here uh, for a project, which is really, really cool. Uh, Dids and Ken, uh, really, I mean, from what I've seen, you guys crushed that. And hopefully, I mean, down the line, it's going to come up to or bring in a lot more work. And I, I, like 
while it not it may not have been like the biggest dollar amount, um, this might be the biggest project that we've worked on, and I'm really excited like with it. what you guys come up with and stuff like that. So I'm really bravo to you guys. I decided to to dive into editing that one because I think it'll be something different than just like, you know, what you typically see. No no cutting by saying that, but in an event recap, I I kind of while I was you know, making sure everything was happening and while Ken was going and getting all this footage, like I was still in the back of my head thinking, okay, how can I make this dynamic? How can I make this different? How can I improve on the norm, if you will? And I think that I got a really good selection of shots that really can just push it a, a little bit more than just what the event was. So I'm excited to see how it looks on a timeline. Good. I'm excited to knock down the wall and get in the office so I can shut the door and not listen to you guys. Let's do it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we've talked too much. Let's get into Andy. Way too much. I appreciate you guys. Welcome to Strange on Purpose. I'm literally watching a video of another co-founder, Brahma Brahma, skating in the third ward while I'm working. <laughs> <laughs> Tag him in that. Tag him in that. Put him on blast. <laughs> Optic Legacy. Was Brema So who were the founders? Us and Brema. Three of us and Brema. Three of you and Brema. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know that Brema was a founder. Yeah. A lot of people say. There's a kid that you know, like, showed up with Chandler someday. <laughs> he just showed up one day. He's like, I'm gonna work here. <laughs> you know what? You know what? He would be like, I like your attitude. Here I am. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> We'll make it work. <laughs> I like that you think I'm nice, man. I dig that. We good. We'll do intro after. So this is just conversation wherever it goes. Wherever it goes, it's good with us. Um, and then we'll do photo with all of us afterwards. And then I think that's it. Um, Probably photo of just him, too. For yeah, and then one of just you. <coughs> and then we'll get you all this stuff. What'd you say? Your own use of the model does. Oh, no. Like, oh. <laughs> our social. Our That's social. for uh, this type of use over here. <laughs> oh. I didn't get the memo on the fucking black jeans. Is that the thing now? Uh, it's all I own. <laughs> black jeans and variations are great. I'm, I, it's, fucked, it's fucked when I'm the one with the most amount of color. <laughs> I have, I have more of a color palette than all three of you guys combined. I, I mean, can't imagine. I Dude, had, even I mean, your hat. I had, your hat. Hat. <laughs> I had an Admiral jersey on. And I didn't, yeah, what want, to, I didn't want to rep him during this. You should get that in the podcast. That should just be a snippet of itself. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, the other day when we were sitting uh, at Empower, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I know everybody in the room except for this guy. And the guy introduced himself. He's like, yeah, I own the Admirals and Dun Dun Dun. I was like, Was it Greenberg looked, or Turk? Uh, Harrison. Harrison. Yeah. And I looked at him and was like, I should probably get to know you. And he's like, You should. And I'm like, Cool. He also he also owns Masterlock. He owns really? Masterlock. Oh, that's how he made his fucking money. Ah, that's, that's, yeah, that's how he made his money. Yeah, that's what he, he, was, yeah. he didn't own Portion. Yeah, it. Portion, yeah. No, but I'm sitting next to the. I had Key one once on me just kicking it, talking about Game Boy. And Harrison. You love a child, man. And then Harrison, the other side, and I'm like, I was like, this is this is what we're doing now. All right. Like, that's good though. Good oh, it was great. It was a great conversation. We had fun with it. I want to see the content. Yeah, we uh, I haven't started looking at it yesterday. The uh, videography needs work. Uh, cut that. Yeah, who were those people? Yep. Who were they? Uh, Paragon Media. Oh, it's a company. Oh, she right. was shooting on like a Paragon was doing your guys' stuff? No, she was shooting focus. on like a like a cool pics. Like, Seriously? That's what it looked like. Like so the so the issue so the issue with that was um, they do a lot of work for David Bellman and Bellman Homes. Oh. So I was like, hey, we need a second hey, we're gonna bring a second shooter on. And like this was just an email thread. He said, Well, I have two guys. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then Evan got twitchy right off the bat because he's like, I don't know these guys, I don't know what they're shooting on, I don't know yeah. blah 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 blah. And then we met with uh, you know Casey Jones? He does a the lot of videography. So familiar. Uh, Shutter Zone. Oh sounds yeah, yeah. So familiar. Shutter, yeah. He came to our event. A deep voice? Yeah. yeah. No, that's hat. Nelson. No, that's no, Nelson. not, not, oh, not super deep. He's got a hat just like yours. Oh, slightly no. smaller. Oh, it's really small? Yeah, yeah. smaller. I know. I know. Yeah. yeah. So actually, I just met, we just met with him at 1 o'clock today. Because he wants to do some stuff with realtors because we both target that. Um, but not videography related. Uh, yeah. Basically, how do you get like the best vendors together and get that information to people buying and selling houses? That's so yeah, there's... You know, obviously, this is a piece of what I do, and what we do together. Speaking is a piece of what we do, but there's 
Like I was on a networking event before that, I was like, hi, my name's Andy, and I own a bunch of companies and do a bunch of things. And then, fuck all, was like, hi, fuck all the, these other guys. I'm the budget blind guy, and I'm the electrician, and that's fine. I'm just, that's already sounding, like, already sounds boring. Yeah. Like, I just, my ADD kicks in and. Story of my life, man. I like this. I don't want to, I don't want to do like a proper intro. I think it would just sound better if we just jump in. So one, thank you. You just already fucking up my intro. Like, like, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Welcome to the Strange on Purpose podcast. <laughs> that is a strange intro. Well, like, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show, dude. Like, and being on our, our guinea pig because this is something different we wanted to try. Um, and we're excited about it, dude. Is this the first time you had it? We've had first time in a while. Like, with everybody, yeah. yeah. All right, let's yeah. talk. This guy only, he's done like three episodes oh, the entire, like, of all, like, Strange uh, on Purpose. Actually, it's 2.15 <laughs> because yeah, one of his episodes 15. was 15 minutes. <laughs> I was saying, like, what, they pull him out after one, after one hitter? <laughs> the guy jumped out, he's like, I've got 15 minutes. I'm gonna go. Did ask no questions. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, I have this, I had like a page and a half, and I'm like, not going to get to any of this. <laughs> well, for those that don't know you, can you give an intro? I know you just gave an intro, but I don't think we're going to use that part. I'm curious to hear what you say as your intro. I'm a serial entrepreneur who wears camel pants. Gosh. That's it. Like, I don't know. I, because I, you can change the shirt. I can change the hat, right? But I'm a tall guy in camel pants. And I don't want to say, well, I'm the president. No, or don't. no, like that. Like, I'm an entrepreneur. And... 20 years ago-ish, when I was in high school and I took entrepreneurship, it was like the only advanced class I took, entrepreneurship was where all the rejects and fuck-ups went. Because it was four-year degree, tech school, or bust, mm -hmm. right? And it was one of those, I'm gonna join the working world, I'm gonna be an entrepreneur, I'm gonna join the military. You were the population of person that the school was like, well, you don't help our numbers, right? And I went to school in the Burbs, Menominee Falls, and at the time, all they gave a shit about was college placement rate. Right? No, so it wasn't like MPS where it's all about graduation, right? Like, not even follows the expectation you're gonna graduate 99.8% of students, whatever it is. Um, but then the expectation is how many of those go on to a four-year degree or two-year tech school, and then everybody else. So what I realized is I've done the thing. I, I joined the military. I've worked for Fortune 500 companies. Um, I've worked for small businesses, and, and all I was doing was running away from who I am and why I'm put on this earth, right? My, my great-grandfathers, two of them were entrepreneurs. Both my grandfathers were entrepreneurs. My parents have owned a business for 25 years. I did all these other things, but I always had that passion project. I always had that side hustle. And that's what I thought about when I worked in construction and I went to college full time and I bartended. I still thought about my junk removal company that yeah. didn't exist outside of in my head. So that's it, entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur, because it's not, it is, it is a conscious choice you make. I love the simplicity, dude. Like I feel like like when I first started like speaking on stage, I'd jump on like, yo, like I, I, I did this, I've done this, my company's here, do this, and do a little bit of this, and just name drop and accolades and accolades, and it's bullshit, dude. And we hop on these panels and we try to impress people and it doesn't mean anything. I'm just a dude that owns a company and I have a hat on, you know? That's, and, and that's it, and like, I think the challenge I see in, in today's world is we have basically three groups of people. The people that live in the past, hey, this is what I've done in my accolades, right? Or the people that are live in the future, well, this is what we're gonna do, right? Well, I'm gonna, and then you have the people that are living in the present. And those are the people that I wanna surround myself with. I, I heard something recently, um, I was at a military influencers conference and the, the founder of Bunker Lab said something, I'm, I've taken away and I wanna steal it from him. But it's surround yourself with people that are like-hearted, not like-minded. Right, because like-minded is, oh, we're gonna live in this box and we're all gonna see the world the same way. Mm -hmm. Right, so if I hang out with just like-minded people, it's gonna be military, right? It's gonna be people that I, same geo-social class, whatever. No, like, find the people who are like-hearted. And I find that people live in the present and enjoy this, this moment, this connection, are like-hearted. Because what your goals, dreams, and aspirations are as different as your past is from mine, but in this time and place, we're willing to put in the time to, to push ourselves. And that's what's most important. Looking back at my life, I can't say, oh, I wasted this time or I wasted that time. No, these are the times in my life where I pushed through that time. Because I don't want to be that guy that has a nine to five and enjoys two weeks of vacation. Because I've, I've never, I've been that. I tried that. White picket fence and comfort company job and, or company car and all that crap. Like, no, and what I've realized, and I thought about that on the way down here today, like, this is the happiest I've ever been in my life. And it's not because I'm a workaholic. I don't count the hours I work. I don't count the money in the bank. I did, it's so insignificant. I find that I spend more and more time, the minutes of the day, 
with people that I genuinely enjoy and people that genuinely appreciate me being there. I don't yell at work. I don't scream. I don't get frustrated about stuff. I mean, I'm, sometimes it sounds like you're yelling, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. No, I, I, I'm, an, I'm like, I'm not as much of an asshole as I used to be, because Andy's fulfilled. Yeah. But just because hanging out with you guys, right, and yeah. seeing you guys on social media and seeing you guys do things, and it's like, all right, cool, fuck. Like, I want to, I want to do more. Someone like hit up on Facebook, they're like, oh, there's so much positivity, in Facebook this week. I'm like, well, you are the company you keep. And I had I made that mind shift change like a year and some change ago, and it's like okay, that's different, right? The, the world is whatever you want it to to be. Yeah. How do you get I there? Got, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. Yeah. All right. I just had, like you said. <laughs> We're learning. We're learning. You said Andy had a white picket fence. Is that is that actually true? You had a white picket fence. No, no shit. I had right. I had the. Uh, I'm jealous. Yeah. <laughs> I had two of them. I had two houses in a row that had a white picket fence. No. Damn. I had the three hundred thousand dollar house in Bayview, four blocks off the lake. Are you with, selling? With a wife. No, I Because I'm sold, looking right I now. Money. <laughs> I said I have. I have. Right, I have. I have. You gotta listen, Keyword, man. Keyword. Listen. <laughs> listen, Linda. But, you know, I, I had that, but I wasn't happy. Yeah. Right? We, we, uh, my ex-wife and I, we had a combined household income of north of $150,000 a year. Nice house, two dogs, baby on the way. And then it doesn't matter if you're not happy. Mm -hmm. If it, it doesn't matter that... I spent my time at work. Why was I a workaholic? Because I was avoiding my house. Because I wasn't happy with the, the person I was with. I wasn't happy with the person I was. So what do you do? You give to somebody else. You give all your talent and ability to a company that doesn't care when you leave. Yep. But I had to experience that. So yeah, I had the white picket fence. So what? Yeah. Dude, I was or, listening to a podcast and I forget who it was, but they're like, yo, like everybody thinks you shouldn't want things. She was saying like, hey, like I wanted these things and I went after these things and because of that, I was able to like, yo, this doesn't fucking matter what do I actually care about. So I love that you mentioned that, that's dope. Oh, there, there, are, there are plenty of times where I sit back and I wish I had this or I wish I had that, right? And it, it's all like, you see people on vacation, I'm like man, I wish I was in Puerto Rico this weekend. Like, I really this, do. Right? <laughs> like I want that, but then the same token, I think like when was the last time, last, when was the last time I took a vacation and what did I do on that vacation? Well, I thought about work. Right? I thought about yeah. my business. Why? Because that's where I'm. That's where I want to live. Because mm -hmm. there's nothing stopping me from going and getting a job, selling my company, quitting what I do. I, I can go do whatever I want, and I choose to get up every morning and and put on the camel pants and, and run the company. I love it. And so how, I, many, yeah. how many pairs of camel pants do you have? You know, I was going to ask that same question. Yeah. <laughs> I, I so my life is so simple. Um, like when I do laundry, no, it's so so simple. Two, <laughs> two, <laughs> same one. Same one. Hey, just scrub it up. No, uh, it's great because when I do laundry after a week, I'm like, oh, what did I do all week? And I just count what color shirts, right? I was like, oh, that's what I did this week, right? And I was like, oh, jeans? I must have went out this last week. Do you right? own jeans? I, I do own a pair what? of jeans. True story. What? I know. I actually have them packed because I'm going out tonight after I'm playing basketball. I'm going out. Wings. I've never played basketball. That's the question. That's what uh, I was really. uh, Elite out in Brookfield. Oh, we need to get one. I'm, yeah. I'm, I got my gym back in my Jeep. I'll go play. Let's I'm get good. Outside. It's nice out. You could today. Nice enough day. Yeah. Uh, no, but look, camel pants. So my my life, like going back to how simple my life is. I have two stacks of pants, clean pants, dirty pants, and I have green shirts or black shirts depending on what company I'm repping that day. And that's as simple as it is. So two pairs. No, I have 20 pairs. <laughs> I, 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 probably, I probably have 15 pairs of camel pants. All woodland, yeah. And then when they get really bad, they turn into like hunting pants. And, and, I, have those out, and I have those out all, also right now. Down, I just, yeah, like there are days I leave work, go home, uh, grab my bow, walk out. It's 91 steps to my, to my stand, and I go, go out my stand. And I, I'm just wearing what I wore at work because it's still, I'm already camouflaging boots. Damn. That's, that's so cool. But it's simple. Like it's. Yeah. That's it. That's as simple as it is. Honestly, I have been looking at camel pants for like <laughs> four months now, and I'm like, damn, I want these, but I can't pull them off as good as you do. You're, you're, you're probably like a, a large regular, right? That's, that's probably that's your size. That's asking. <laughs> <laughs> Super regular. Uh, extra medium. No, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. At the conclusion of this podcast... I, no, so we have, we have probably like 100, 150 pairs of camel pants in our warehouse. <laughs> I don't know, you should have got a pair when we uh, when you had a tour a couple Damn, months back. Damn, that's right. I'll they get you a pair of camel black. pants. Right. You can wrap huh? them. Do they come in black? 
There's black on them. There's black. But do they come in black? No, then they're not camouflaged. Yeah, then they're just. Then I just I can't. Then they're, they're just black not red. pants. <laughs> not all black. <laughs> Have you ever seen black camo? Yeah, yeah, you have like that, that woodland like knockoff Walmart stuff. Or it's like black Maybe and white. I like that, all right? And I grew up poor. So you like, go play Call of Duty then. I'm sure you play Call of Duty. Oh, believe me, it's on my phone, man. It's at home. Yeah. <laughs> Talk to me about the business, though. Because like, you've mentioned it, the businesses. Businesses. Like, walk, take me back to like the beginning. Uh, I, since I was five years old, I've been taking apart lock sets. Uh, my, my father owns a remodeling business, so whether it was lock sets or faucets, I've just been taking things apart all my life. I remember when my Nintendo broke, I took it apart, and then I never put it back together, and I just had a Nintendo that didn't have the shell, and all I did is clean it, like that's all. Shame. It just needed alcohol, but of course I want to take the whole thing apart. That is a shame. Like, I took apart my VCR back in the day, and, and then fixed, I can't, like there was like something caught on something else where it wouldn't, you know, eject the tape. Um, and so for your, your viewers at home, a VCR was <laughs> <laughs> this wonderful device we had before DVDs, we had to rewind them. Hold on, hold on. DVDs might even be DVDs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Before streaming. <laughs> uh, no, so all my life I've just had this, this fascination with taking things apart. And in this book that I'm writing in my head, I think there's there's two groups of people. There are there are the creators and the destroyers. Right? So some people can say, okay, I'm gonna take these thousand pieces of information, I can paint a picture, I can build a building, right? I can take a building and say, okay, this is what it's all made of, and this is how I'm gonna take it all apart. And then and then the goal is how do I get all these things and keep them out of the landfill. Because I am frugal. Um, growing up uh, in the summers on a farm, I realized that there's value in everything. And like my grandparents had gone through the Great Depression, so they kept everything. And my dad grew up poor, so he kept everything. And so it's finding the value in things. So all of my businesses, whatever it is, they, they revolve around the, the very basic principle that we find value in people, in places, and in products. And as long as what I'm doing goes back to that principle, it doesn't matter what type of business I'm in. So yes, I'm in the environmental business as I save water and I try to eliminate landfills. Yes, I hire a high number of veterans and felons because I think people um, need a chance because they're people at the end of the day. Right? And, and then we have our business where we keep things out of the landfill all day every day by sourcing the products and understanding um, they have more useful life. So we can sit here and talk about why my business is what it is, but no one really cares about my why, right? No different than I understand your guys' why. What's important is that my why drives my how and my what and my actions and people I can identify with that and they can identify with the passion. I don't want you to want to love, no, no one's gonna love your business as much as you love it. Right? We were talking a little bit before about social media, right? Like I, I, I feel the need for social media, I understand social media, I like looking cool on a camera, but I don't have a, a podcast studio. Right, because I don't love it that much. I love sharing my story, but I don't. I can't have the same story you have and that same why. I think a lot of the challenges with people is they're like, "Well, what did you do, and how were you successful?" And I'm going to try to repeat that. Well, you weren't me. You didn't grow up on my grandparents' farm. You didn't paint paint the farm in the in the barn in the shed one summer, right? Like you didn't you didn't experience it. I can't give you that. No different than you. You can't give me something from your past that's going to motivate me but you can share that idea that I am passionate and this is what I've done to understand who I am. And then you find purpose. And once you understand your purpose in this world, life becomes so much clearer. Agreed. And there's different ways to figure that out. Like I'm dyslexic, I was in the, the slow uh, reading kids class in, in grade school. Uh, we were talking about this the other day with cursive. I never really learned how to write cursive because whenever the other kids were uh, writing cursive, I was in slow reading kids class. What it is is I'm ADD and I'm dyslexic, so I can't, mm -hmm. it just doesn't, you know, doesn't add up. It doesn't, it takes a lot longer, right? So I never read books, so I never learned stuff. But as soon as you're like, well, hold on, you can listen to podcasts, right? Well, I get distracted by my ADD. But when I watch videos, that's how I consume content. I love it, whether it's Goldcast or TED Talks, like just all day, every day. Mm -hmm. Like Les Brown, I can, I can lost Les Brown, there's a six minute and 36 minute, 36 second video. I've seen it a thousand times. When I was at my lowest, that's what I went to. I went to motivational videos. And four years ago, I came back from a deployment and I was in a shit spot in my life and I decided uh, that I can control my own happiness by choosing to be happy. And four years later, I'm just now at this point where I'm like, okay, I think it might be, might have some traction. And that's it. And then four years from now, I'll be like, man, I know shit four years ago. How do you choose to be happy? 
there's an elevator uh, in Waukesha, Waukesha County Business Alliance, and I hate going to networking events um, where I get the look. I get the look when I walk in with camel pants. And there's this elevator, and it's got a gold door. And it's somewhat reflective, similar to the elevator you guys have here, right? And the Waukesha County Business Alliance on the third floor, it's like the slowest fucking elevator ever. <laughs> and their morning meetings are always at like 8 a.m., and I'm a non-morning motherfucker, so I don't want to be there, right? Andy doesn't want to be there. And that's my thought. My thought is Andy doesn't want to be here, mm -hmm. right? And when I'm in that elevator, um, I'm thinking about the TEDx when homegirls talk about the Wonder Woman pose where you stand there and you put your hands on your hip and you just, you, you just take up more space and you're dominating, even doing that. You're, so when I'm in that elevator, I choose to smile. And I have this cheeky ass dumb smile on my face as I'm going up the elevator. And when you smile, right, when you do this, all of a sudden other people smile and you feel good about yourself. And then I walk in, I'm like, okay, you know what, I'm here. All this is is just energy. I'm gonna choose, I can have my negative energy and be like, yep, this fucking sucks, I'm gonna stand in the corner, I'm gonna drink my coffee, I'm gonna spend my time on my phone, right? I'm gonna take that same energy and face the reality. Face the reality that, you know what? As an entrepreneur, there's shit you're not gonna wanna do. Get over it. Mm -hmm. You know, like Gary Vee or someone I read, you know, don't, the old, don't fake it until you make it. No, face it. It's not a fear, it's not a chance. It's just, I don't wanna be there, fine. Get the fuck over yourself. Face it. Okay, but you're here. Do you wanna be an entrepreneur? Yep. Sign up for that? Okay, well, it comes with all the crap. You don't want to do accounting on a Saturday night? Well, it doesn't get done. Ta taxes don't get paid. You're going to pay penalties, and then you're, then you're going to lose your business, and then you're going to not be an entrepreneur again. You know, in jail. In, in the military, and in jail, he said. Yeah. Yeah, and in jail. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the extreme, right? <laughs> but no, so I, um, in the military, I trained as a master resiliency trainer, and that's one of the things you do, like when you mm -hmm. talk about uh, catastrophizing. Right, when people are like, oh my God, this is the worst. No, like one of the things you do in, the, in an exercise is you put all the things that, all the worst things that could happen, right? Because you're going to capture those things because they're spinning in your head. Right? So I'm going to capture all the bad, right? And then I'm going to generate the good things that could happen. I'm going to no shit put them up. And in the middle, we're going to put what is most likely going to happen. And based on what like, most likely is going to happen, what are my courses of action? And then how do I feel about those courses of action? And then what am I going to do after that? And I, and I signed up for that school. I don't even know what resiliency was. I, I couldn't even spell it. But it was one of those things where I've said from the day I joined the, the army was, if I volunteer for everything, they can't make me do anything. So there was a school, they said they needed a, um, a staff sergeant or, or sergeant first class to go, I was staff sergeant at the time. So I was like, all right, I'll go. I'll, I'll go to this, and I was like, I don't know what this is all about. And all of a sudden I learned a bunch of skills and tools to be more resilient in life. And then I trained those skills and tools to soldiers and I bring them back here to the civilian world. And some of them work better than others. But I go back to those points. And if I don't know something, I research it. And when I find myself not where I want to be, I think back to all those motivational videos and all this content I, I absorbed. Right? There, there's, I watch crap on Netflix like everybody else. But you know, I, I realized this was like maybe a year ago. I was, um, I was constantly just sharing like negative shitty memes with people and just, you know what I mean? I, but I surround myself with like three or four people that were just negative. Mm -hmm. And that's all I was doing all day. Like, yeah, this fucking sucks. Yeah, fuck this person, fuck that person, right? And you do that or you start comparing yourself to others. Like, well, why am I not where this person? And then I realized, I'm like, wait, hold on, Andy. If, if, if I'm with these people, they're gonna reinforce these things. And those people aren't in my life anymore and my life is better. So you, you don't just, it's not just one thing. You have to be conscious of who you are. In the military, we call it real-time resilience, right? There's an activating event. This is the thing that's happening out of my control. There's my thought, which I can control, and then there's the consequences of my thought. So I can control my thought. And all too often, the heat of moment thought is, you're, you're whatever, you're pissed. Like, um, a couple weeks ago, I had a, a troll light me up on LinkedIn, right? And I was fucking pissed. I'm like, fuck you, you don't know me. And the lesson my brother taught me like 10 years ago, and it wasn't, every time you want to say fuck you to somebody, say thank you instead, and then change the rest of the sentence. All right, thank you, troll, for challenging me on my opinion. Thank you, troll, for having me double down. Thank you, troll, for making me reinforce what I already believe. Thank you, troll, for having me research a little bit more about the topic so I'm even more educated next time you stick your fucking head up. And it's all those life lessons, all those little things that you have to be conscious of. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you lose it in the moment. And I'm not always... I'm not, every day I'm not happy. You can't say that, right? But if I say I choose to be happy, I'm now taking ownership of my actions. And then surround yourself with like-hearted people. 
If you got people that are energy suckers, get them out of your life. I think that's the thing that people are most like afraid of, right? Is shedding. I, I just posted about this not too long ago, but like shedding out the people that are in their lives right now that they don't realize like, holy shit, they're, this person that I thought was really close, I'm really close with is actually pulling me back. Oh, and yeah. whether that be a friendship, whether that be a relationship or anything like that, people, I like, I, I had to reevaluate a lot of things, whether that was family, whether that was friends and stuff like that. And I'm sure everybody in this room had to do the same thing. And talk about, uh, talk a little bit about that shedding process and how important, like, did you have to go through that when starting? Um, or are you still going through that right Every now? Every day. Yeah. Every day. Oh, uh, there's a, a comedian, Goldcast video, in uh, Australia, right? Like, I give credit to where credit is due. But he talks about opinion. He said, opinions are unlike assholes, right? Should be constantly examined. Right? And that's mm -hmm. the thing. And same with your relationship with people. You, you're only as good as your last shot. You're only as good as your last interaction. You're only as good as your last speaking gig, right? That's as good as you are. That's the, the bar you set. Damn, I'm pretty shitty then. <laughs> you shit the bed on it? What? Is it bad? <laughs> I forgot my entire speech, but we'll talk about that oh, later. Oh, that was good. That one was really good, actually. <laughs> freestyle, then. They're just speaking from the heart. I almost he called freestyled. out everybody yeah. in the back. He's like, listen, buckers, I need you to just shut up and stop being disrespectful. <laughs> All right, here All we right. go. <laughs> <laughs> <See. laughs> it was good, though. What was the fucking question? Though? <laughs> <laughs> I was what I was talking about. Shane, 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 Shane. So it comes down to something very visceral. Again, I'm, I am uh, very black and white. And that's, you know, when you're all over the place and you're ADD, and you're an entrepreneur, you're like, ah, oh, everything's good. No, no, you gotta break things down Barney style. And, and so one thing there is there's the start, stop, continue methodology of change. And I, you always have to start with start, or start, start, with, start with stop. You gotta stop doing negative behaviors. Mm -hmm. And there's a bunch of books out there and, and memes and shit where it's like, especially now with the holidays, like, well, if your family sucks, stop spending time with them. And then there's, oh, they're your family. Well, go back to what is your principle, right? Is family important to you? Or is your peace of mind important to you? Is your freedom important to you? If you say, well, no, family is absolutely important to me, well then, suck it up, buttercup, mm -hmm. right? Dude, thousand percent, I think people need to suck it up. A lot of like, when I started, I'm like, shit, my mom doesn't support me. But honestly, like, it was probably coming from love. Like, I struggled for a long ass time and I wasn't eating, you know? Like, I'd be worried too. Like, oh, yeah. like why, like, you have, you have to earn a lot of that respect too. So like, suck it up. So, if, if your family is important to you, you know? And if it's or, not important, then, then, yep. then don't go. Again, yeah. there's another video, the, the homeboy that talks about smile, right? He said, the, the, you know, the, increases your face value. But what he talks about in that video is he talks about, okay, is there, you know, it's, well, why worry? It all comes down to why worry? And same thing. Why go do things you don't want to do? Yeah. You have the power. Yeah. Well, if I don't go to this family party, my, my family's going to talk shit. Okay, let's go. Let's put them on board, right? Okay, so here are all the negative things that are happening. Here are all the positive things that are going to happen. Okay, okay, so you might not be invited to the thing. You might not be standing up in the wedding next June. But did you want to do that? Yep. Right? Are you going through the motions just to go through the motions? Mm -hmm. I, I, see my, I see my brother, I have two younger brothers. I see my brother Isaac every day. He's my business partner. I haven't seen my brother Tyler in a year. I haven't talked to him in over six months. Hmm. He's in Hawaii. He's doing his thing. It sucks. But for 10 years, he worked with me. He lived with me. I loaned him money. I paid for his, his CD to get... Um, published and printed. I did all these things. I just kept giving, 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 giving. And six months ago, his phone was finally turned off and the only way to get a hold of him is to hit him up through Facebook Messenger. And so I just stopped hitting him up. And I haven't talked to him in, I don't know, January, February, nine months, 10 months, right? Does that suck that I don't talk to my younger brother? Absolutely. But I didn't choose to stop talking to him. I stopped reaching out to him. It was always me reaching out to him or him needing something from me. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm sick of asking you for stuff. Okay, then stop asking me for stuff. If he stopped asking me for stuff, he basically has no reason to talk to me. And it sucks. And we're going to have Thanksgiving and we're going to have Christmas and he's probably not going to show up. But short of me getting on a bird and going to Hawaii and picking his ass up. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. It sucks. It sucks every time I think about him. It sucks every time someone asks me about him. It sucks when I listen to his album, but I, I, in the present, we don't have a relationship. I mean, I, I work with my family. My mom works for us. My brother's my business partner. Um, 
my dad owns a business, my brother and I both work for his business. So I grew up around entrepreneurs and separating those two buckets and those two worlds is difficult. Like my father and I do not talk about business anymore because we just do this, right? But we talk about family stuff, we talk about deer hunting, we talk about, you know, the, the few things we do talk about. And that's our relationship. And so for you, going back to it, like when you have toxic people, just choose what you talk about. Mm -hmm. That's it. And I'm not one to give relationship advice or family advice and things like that because I haven't figured it out. But I know that I'm happiest and I'm best when I'm doing things that are strengths of mine and not weaknesses. So I'm going to stick with my strengths. And your tribe will kind of figure themselves out. I think that's, that's what it's your point. Because like for me personally, like I haven't spoken to my sister in 18 months, probably longer. And from that perspective, it was a lot of receiving negativity mm -hmm. and, and harmful things and harmful acts. And it was just like, I'm just done. And, you know, even other members of my family. It's like, it, it sucks. Like, you want to have a relationship with your parents because that's how you grow up, right? That is who you are immediately from birth surrounded with. Yep. And it's, for me, it wasn't a matter of, like, I really didn't do a lot of work finding out if, the, if you know, do I want to still have a relationship with you? For me, it was, I'm just going to do what I want to do with the people that I want to do it with. And then what is left yep. is just going to fall by the wayside. And that's okay because I'm fulfilled and I'm able to fulfill those that want to help me so I can help them. Right. It's like a symbiotic relationship. Whereas mm -hmm. if it's not that case, then I'm just going to let it go. So you and I, how, how many conversations have you and I had? We've known each other maybe a year. How many conversations have we had up until today? Actual conversations, probably not a whole heck of a lot. Two? I mean, yeah. not even like not even right. a pass to handshake, like, congratulate you when you got married, right? right? Whatever. The point is, I'm being willing and able to be vulnerable around you, so now you're vulnerable around me. Right. Mm -hmm. Right? And now we've connected. Right? I'm closer to you in this time and place than I am to my brother, who's 29 years old. Right? And we're closer than um, people I've known, you know, high school friends or whatever, right? Because, again, going back to that lightheartedness, right? And this is where you go. A lot of people are like, well, when I go out networking, I don't, what the fuck that? Like, go and just talk to people. Experience life. I've never tried to sell you anything. you never tried to sell. We, we just kind of pass each other. But now in this moment, in this time, in the present, right here and now, we're like, no, this is who I am. Right? Here, and people are like, well, here's I mean, the good, the bad, the ugly. No, this is who I am. I, I, don't, I hate subjective words, like good and bad. Right? No, th this is it. This is the information I can tell you today. It might change tomorrow. And now what you do with it, you could be like, oh man, it sucks your brother, you know, I haven't talked to you in a while. All right, next question on my list of shit, right? Mm -hmm. And I've done interviews and shit like that, but like, that's, not, it's, that's not as interesting, right? Or you could be thinking in the back of your head like, man, I'm going through the same shit. We should probably talk after this. It's what you choose to do. I think we're living in a world now of pure transparency. When information comes out, it comes out in seconds. And because of that, the more transparent and more vulnerable you are, the more real you are. Because if you're not, you're gonna get found out or whatever. And just be open and honest with who you are. I think like today's society also always doesn't listen to listen, they listen to respond. Oh, 100%. And it's just like what Brit, what did said and what you said, like, did, like there's people out there that would be like, oh yeah, but like I'm going through the same thing. Like, and this is about me and it's, like, yeah, if you're going through the same thing, great. But like at the end of the day, like, again, listen to listen. And if you don't, if I, I hate people that listen I, to if understand. I'm yeah. If I'm yeah. talking to someone and I'm like being open and honest with them and they're still like sitting and they're responding and trying to interject when I'm trying to talk, it's like, I'm just going to stop talking because obviously what you have to say is better than what I have to say. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they have to sit back and realize, holy shit, like, I'm a dick. Oh, most of the time it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I, that is me. <laughs> I was 100 like we can't whatever camera we're using. That's this guy, right? <laughs> but, but, but hold on, but let me. That's a perfect snippet. It is right. Like <laughs> I was talking to a mentor last week, and I'm 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 asking her for advice and interrupting her to tell her to, like we were talking about earlier, well, well, this is what I've done. No, 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 no. And then she's like, all right, you gotta do me something. This is the thing. And she goes, you have to say this out loud. She goes, I, I go, I, Annie Wines, Annie Wines, right? She goes, and, and I'm listening, and I'm waiting, I'm waiting. She goes, I will listen. I was like, I will listen. And, and then she goes, 
Now wait five seconds and no one's gonna talk. And that was so hard for me to sit there for five seconds on the phone with her. I wanted to just, right, do like pure kinetic energy. I just wanted to give her everything I had. Like, cause yeah. I only knew, I had a 15 minute window with her. I just wanted to project, project, project. And she's like, no, shut up and listen. And so now I wrote her email two days ago and I'm like, every time I find myself wanting to respond, she's in the back of my head, right? But it's because I chose to reach out to her. I chose to listen to her. I chose to consider for a second that I wasn't perfect. Mm -hmm. and, and what you said there about listening and seeking to understand first, it's that simple. Yep. Because if we're just gonna be like, oh, well, here, here's a solution. Okay, let's move on. You know, now let me tell you about my problem. Yeah, no, exactly. No, it was listen and understand and build a connection because we're all going through some shit. And, you know, like the five love languages, for example, you know, quality time is one of them. That's one thing that when significant others come home, they complain about their day. There's nothing you can fucking do to, to make your spouse's day better because it's already passed. You can't go in and scream at their boss or go into their work and tell them this person sucks, you should fire them. No, like, they just want to be heard. They want to be respected. The same thing happens in business. You have people that are, well, you had a really bad experience and I'll discount it 20%. No, motherfucker, I want to tell you you're an asshole. I don't want to tell you your server sucked. I want to tell you your, your process is garbage. Yep. I want, I want, I want, and I want you to listen, because you fucked me out of my time. Now I'm gonna, now I'm gonna steal your fucking time, and then afterwards, like, well, I feel better. <laughs> but it's because they listened to you. You felt respected. And maybe that's the whole thing behind this whole social media thing. You think about it with social media, it's people wanting to give, 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 right? I want to give talks, I want to give advice, I want to write my words down, I want to write up this dang meme, whatever it is, I want to write an article or this blog and give you my perspective. It's just people looking for that, the respect or the self-actualization or whatever Maslow's hierarchy of needs and we use social media to get there. Because you just want to matter. You go. I like what you say just about listening. I remember like, I think two years ago, I was in a room, like just listening to people to listening to people speak, and like just huge entrepreneurs, dude, like huge. And then the people in the crowd, you know, probably smaller business owners, people just getting started off, some really big people, and everybody was just talking and talking. I'm sitting there, I'm taking notes, you know, and that's that's like the day I started, like okay, I'm gonna jump on LinkedIn, you know, and like people dropping like massive knowledge. And I'm taking notes like, this is how this guy speaks. Oh, I should probably do this. Oh, I should probably write something like this. And if I go to that room, I'm the only person in that room that actually did something with that. It's because I listened and I built relationships and I showed those people that I listened to. And it goes, goes so far. People just like to hear themselves talk, you know, but it's, you don't learn anything when you're talking. You don't, I'm talking right now, you know, like it's just like, shut the fuck up. Like you, you don't learn anything when you're talking. It, it comes from listening and understanding and seeing where people are coming from. So I love that. But I do, I do want to go into like the speaking because I know yeah. like Dids is speaking, Izzy's speaking, I'm speaking, you're speaking. We're all in very different stages and we all have very different styles. So how do you discover yours? Or how are you discovering yours? Um, it's like everything else in life, it's failure. I love failure. Mm -hmm. you know, like I talk about life in three phases, hustle, struggle, grind, right? And I love to you know, embrace the struggle. In the military we call it embrace the suck. But embrace the struggle. So two years ago, I uh, reached out to um, the Veterans Chamber, right? Worked within my network and said, hey, um, you know, you got a couple of events coming up for Veterans Week. I, I want the opportunity to speak. Because I realized that when I'm in networking groups, I like talking, right? I like to be heard. And I like to project my voice. I think I have something to say, right? And so they gave me an opportunity. They're like, yeah, hey, you know, we're going to say a few words. So I walked in the networking event. And uh, she's like, hey, you have five minutes. And I was like, five minutes for what? She's like, no, you have five minutes tonight. You're your presentation's five minutes. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. She's like, hey, you're on the list. <laughs> right? So I look at the little printout and I was like, oh, there's Andy Wines. Fuck. All right, cool. All right. Like, I was just gonna be like, like a 30 second plug. Like, what up, Chamber? <laughs> Saul's a man, buy a drink, right? Like, just like a stupid plug, right? Like, cause I'm used to bartending. I'm used to speaking in front of our guys every day. And I have a, a message, but, but it's, I just want to say something, right? And I just want to give a plug to the Chamber. Um, so she said, you have five minutes. I was like, oh, fuck, all right, well, fair enough. I'll figure it out, as I do. And, and so we're going through the event, and people are speaking, and, and 
the first couple speakers did their jam, and then I realized, I'm like, wow, you know what? I'm, I'm just fucking happy to be here, right? And that was it. I, I just said, I'm grateful. So I walked up to the mic. In the room, 70, 80 people, half of them are paying attention when the other half are drinking and socializing, and I was just like, uh, I'm, I'm grateful to be here. And I'm grateful that I basically went on next four or five minutes telling my story, but starting or stopping every sentence with, I'm grateful. And it was just that, it was that simple. And when I realized after about 45 seconds, 30 seconds, whatever it was, into the speech, the room was silent. And I paused because I felt the energy and I felt like everyone, and, and it was really kind of through failure. I didn't have anything. I didn't have an agenda. And I just spoke from the heart. And, and I made mention of the things I wanted to make mention, but I didn't have this pre-rehearsed thing. And as I've done more and more speeches, yeah, there's some that are just pure Q&A. Like, hey, tell people, hey, look at my LinkedIn profile, understand who I am and how I operate. And I'll give you, you know, five second intro or five minute intro of this is what I've accomplished or whatever. Just give you kind of, or these are the things that I think I'm good at. And let's talk about that. Um, to doing actual speaking events. And for me, it's, um, there's some things that are different with me being a vet that I highlight, but after that, I, I just want to know what the room, what's important in the room. And that's why I don't have this pre, like here are the things I talk about, right, these skews. And a lot of speakers do, and I'll get there once I find those voices. But I realize that there's some themes, there's some things I say consistently that I own. And every time I say them, I own them a little bit more. And so for me, the opportunity is just to get in front of people. Get in front of people and share my ideas. And, and being an entrepreneur, still in the business, I gotta test my theories and my ideas all the time. Do I really feel this way about this thing? I see a lot of people, I think, they're like, well, I accomplished all this and now I'm gonna go be a speaker. Well, how, how fast do algorithms change on social media? How fast do you know political things sway the direction you're going, right? So six what, what you thought six months ago might not be relevant today. And with again, with social media, you don't have to be uh, celebrity ahead of time. You pick your you, you you pick how the world sees you. And so for me, all that I care about is that I'm genuine in what I say, and that the audience gets something out of it. Yeah. You know, most people, and you see me, right? I'm loud and obnoxious and I'm tall, right? And I just kind of I own the room. That's just who I am. But I'm tall. And tall, and tall. You can't teach. You can't. You can't teach height. Uh, I am Is that you not tall. It should be. Can't teach height. I mean, I well, my, even my name, AFW. I'm Andy fucking Wines, right? <laughs> like, how obnoxious is that? But you. But I went to. I was in a high school party when I was, when I was 17, 18. They're like Andy motherfucking Wines, and I was like, what up? And then I got shortened to Andy fucking Wines. And then when I worked in radio, it was AFW. But then I use it all the time. People are like, God, you're obnoxious. I'm like, I know, check it out. Actually, here, we'll do, what's your last name, Izzy? I don't even know your last name. Luga. Luga, all right. So I want you to say, Izzy fucking Luga. I want you to own it. Izzy fucking Luga. <laughs> See? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I got it better, I got it better. Izzy fucking Luga. <laughs> you got to use a full name, though. Like, the full legal name. Yeah. Oh. Israel fucking Lugo the third. <laughs> See, that's that, why that was sound like an NFL <laughs> card. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, the third. Running back. Uh, Cardinal Search University. No, people. Uh, there we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Fashion Institute of Technology, please. <laughs> so people, so people for a minute there, they're like, oh, so do you go by Andy or Andrew? I'm like, well, Andrew fucking wine sounds too formal, so I go by Andy. And then they look at you and they're like, hi, I'm Andy fucking wines. <laughs> Because, like, cause, fuck it, like, it, 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 it's who I am, right? There's people that knew me from 10 years ago on radio, they're like, AFW, and I was like, how do you know that? Like, I, I did, like, three overnight shifts, you know? <laughs> I was in the air for, for a bit there, but it was from 12 at night to 6 in the morning. Like, I, you know, in high school, if you would ask me what, um, what I defined success as, I'd have been like, I'm going to be a radio DJ. I, I watched Howard Stern on E, you know, late at night growing up. I, I love the movie Private Parts. Um, I remember in like, whatever class it was, ninth grade, we had a print t-shirt, so I printed t-shirts that said Howard Stern on the front, and in the back it was like, never before has one man done so much or so little, like right off the, the VHS Private Parts. 
uh, case. It's old. Back in, <laughs> back in the 90s, that's how we used to do it. But uh, I, I thought being in radio, that was, that was it. And once I get in radio, I, I, I made it. And then I got into radio and I realized that I was sitting in a room by myself talking to nobody. And that wasn't fun. Mm-hmm. But I had to go through that. And that's how I got you know, the name AFW. The name, name AFW came out of a party. And then a year and a half or some, some time ago when we said, okay, how do we brand me, my speaking, my whatever, whoever I am. They're like, there's this guy, the, the soldier of the... I was like, fuck it. I was sitting there with three or four people that are smarter than me in media and marketing and shit. And I'm like, I'm, I'm Andy fucking Wines. And they looked at me and I was like, yeah, that's, that's it. And they're like, well, that's going to rub some people the wrong way. I'm like, great, good. And not because I want to be a disruptor or influencer or whatever these all cliche words are now. Mm-hmm. My thing is it's real simple. If, if you're offended by the word fuck, right, then, then you're not in my population already. Right? You know, I, I'm not. So let's just get that out. Kind of like the camel pants and t-shirt. When I walk into a room for the first time, 50% of the people want nothing to do with me. The other 50% are intrigued. Cool. That's, that's the 50% I'm going to target. Right. So same, same with how I've developed the brand. It's, it's not that I have intentions or expectations or goals. Um, I want to be real and I want to be genuine. I want to be around people that appreciate people. Yeah. I think a theme in there, like everything you just said, because that was a long rant. Dude. <laughs> everything you just said, though, it's like going back to what we were saying earlier, just like asking yourself questions, though, you know, and actually listening to yourself. Like, even from a speaking perspective, like when I started, it was like, yo, I'm gonna go on stage and like, what up? Like, that's it. Like, I'm like, like, when we spoke together, like you went first, you were so loud and tall and obnoxious. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna bring it down. I'm gonna listen. I'm, I'm gonna pause. I'm gonna make you listen to me. And I sat down, you know, and it was still just off the cuff. And now like, I'm, as I'm evolving, I'm like, what do I actually wanna do? Mm-hmm. I wanna fucking impact you. I wanna change your life. I want you to be able to pinpoint like, damn, like he changed my life. I owe that guy, let's do this, you know? Mm-hmm. like. And to do that, I need to be super strategic and I need to plan things. So I'm changing, I'm shifting, but I'm asking myself questions. So I love, 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 love that long rant that you just went. <laughs> I remember the first time we got lunch together. Yeah. yeah. We sat down. <laughs> you were there. Yeah. Right? Yep. And my brother, my brother put you on this pedestal. You're like, man, this guy, like these guys are like doing this thing. Oh, yeah, They're fucking like, awesome. And I'm like, fine, fuck it. Like, I don't want to go to the third ward. Like, I don't. You pay. So I, <laughs> I know. I was like, I was like, fine. I was like, I don't, I don't want to worry about parking. I was like, fine, whatever. We get there. And like you came in and you were just super cool, and I just started rapping about God knows what, and you were just laughing at everything. I was like, man, I fucking love this guy, like <laughs> a hype man, right? And then I'm like, and, but then, but then we got talking, right? Because you get that awkward, like we just got through that awkward stuff. We just did it really loud instead of being like, oh, so uh, what kind of business are you? No, we just were like, yeah, this and that. We're just all over the place. And then you started talking, and I was like, God, this dope ass dude is like so chill, and he puts no effort into it. Like he just, like he just showed up cool, right? <laughs> Like, Put that in your LinkedIn bio. Yeah, showed up cool. <laughs> but then, like you and I talked, you're like, yeah, I took 500 videos for me to like pretend like I knew what I was doing, and and I get that because it. You asked me where I started. I started when I was five years old, and I've been doing this waste thing for 30 years, and I'm still just scratching the surface on what I think is possible, and we get that, and that's the part I can appreciate, mm-hmm. because as an entrepreneur, we are in this in this fucked up fraternity, right? Mm-hmm. Why do you work twice as hard, twice as long? For half as much money, if you're lucky, why would anyone do that? And I think for a half a second about having a boss. And I'm like, yep, yeah, no. Yep, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right? No, right? Exactly. No, no, our customers govern the business, right? We choose to be owners and representatives of the business, but this business is a living, breathing organism. And as owners, partners, whatever, we have the opportunity to be the nucleus of said business and organism at that point, right? And, and we look at it that way and then it's like, oh fuck, the world has all these possibilities. It's not this rank and file where I just fit in right here and if I really work hard and kiss some ass, I'll be over here in a couple of years. No, we have, this, we have this nucleus, right? And you have this organism and grows and grows and grows and grows and grows. And now it's like, oh shit, I'm creating this ecosystem, this community. I'm, I'm living the life I want to live every minute of every day. Dude, no, that's, I have mad respect. I, I've got one more question that maybe we dive like rapid fire or something we fire off because I, I know I talk with my hands if you can't see me on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> but one more, one more question and then we can dive like rapid fire before we close out. Um, but everybody that comes on, what makes you misfit? How do you go against the grain besides the camel pants? How and why are you strange on purpose? 
How and why I'm strange on purpose? That's one question, even though that was two, just to let you know. It was actually like three. So how, yes. why am I I'm not sure what we're How the ask. and why <laughs> and then what makes it. And then yeah, so that's yeah. Yeah. How and why am I strange? I don't. Um, I think there's seven, what, 7.7 billion people in this world. Everyone. It, just choose to be you. Unapologetically you. That's it. There, there is nothing unique about me that's no more than unique about anybody else in this room. There's one of me. I'm just gonna do it really, really loud. Like I tell people all the time, it's very simple in my world, right? I'm a white male under the age of 40 that grew up in the suburbs, my parents are still married, I went to Catholic school, right? They're, 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 I, was, I was gifted more opportunity, privilege, rights, whatever, than anybody else, right? Born in mm. America, right? I chose to check all that privilege at the door when I joined the military. And I'm conscious about those decisions. When people are born, they're born with a race or religion, more likely a creed, a national orientation. They're born with all that shit, right? So I was born with that. If I don't serve everybody I interact with, I'm doing myself and the opportunities I've been given a disservice. And, and that's it. And everybody is capable of being unapologetic, right? That's repeatable. And everybody is capable of bringing their strengths to the table to serve. If you do those two things in life, you're gonna be successful. It doesn't matter your why, right? The past, where you started. It doesn't matter your future, what you define as success. If you do those two things, you'll find your success. And you'll define it as you go. If that makes me fucking strange, then I don't wanna be strange. I want that to be fucking normal. Mm -hmm. I want everybody to be repeatable in that. Did you put that on a t-shirt? That long. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta say, that's the first time I've been on a podcast that I have, like the guest doesn't ask me to a answer the question before knowing their answers. So I, I need to. Wait, what? What do you mean? Like, I'm seriously? <laughs> I mean, I've like, only done strange, two and a quarter and I have this question. Like what makes you strange on purpose? They're like, uh, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, do you need me to answer? Yes, please. I'm like, so I give the same answer every time. And I'm sure anybody that's listened to any of my, my answers, it's just like boring. And then they're like, oh yeah, I get it now. And then they go into it. So like you actually understanding the question and rolling with it and dropping that knowledge. Like, I think I, I wish you had a mic in your hand because I think you should drop it right now. But as I'm saying that, I can feel my my body warm up, like no shit. Like I, you know those they, they, those defining moments, whatever. Like I can feel in the moment that this just feels right, mm -hmm. and I can close my eyes. You guys couldn't be here, but just in that moment, I'm I'm literally thinking out loud, right? Taking things I've known and I put it all together. Yep. And then if you if you listen as I was talking about, like I, I those two points I hit, I already forgot them, right? The two things I said are most important because it just in the moment that's dude, right. And now I'll look back and now I'll consider and I'll think about it. The thing that I like most about you is because most people are like, okay, I've got these three stories. They're going to ask me about entrepreneurship and I'm going to hit maybe this story and then we'll pull out this one and like, I know it's going to have this. And you don't give a fuck, man. Like, if you like, I ask myself this all the time, like how many people in the world today are actually truly present? And it's probably very, 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 like, very small. I never talk about my brother. It's not relevant, right? I don't talk about... My, my family a lot, right? Outside of my, my brother Isaac. No, like, yeah, you have this wealth of who you are and the knowledge and the shit you read and, you know, uh, the videos you watch and quoting it, but can you just bring it all together in this moment? And share what's needed. I've never, I've never described an organization as an organism by using the nucleus reference. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, that went through me off a little bit, but I liked it, man. But I've said that before. What if we treat organization, I've said that, I, go, I fucking read it somewhere, right? Someone else. <laughs> but what if, you, what if we treated organizations like organisms? Like you brought me back to like, honestly, you brought me back to high school, like science class. Movie? And I was like, damn, I cheated through those. So I don't know what he's talking to. <laughs> the ATP of the cells. The <laughs> mitochondria, though. Here, I'll, I'll bring it up Marty style for you, right? Remember we talked about earlier, one of the questions you asked was about getting rid of people in your life. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's, let's look at your life or this business, right, as an organism. If you have cancer mm -hmm. within your organism, do we just let it be? If you have toxic people in your life, do you just let them exist? Attack that shit. Right? Yeah. You, you, you cut it out. Yeah. Right? 
Is is there going to be a loss? Are we going to cut in right? You know, you know, you cut cut the fat. You're going to hit eventually the meat. Fine. Cut, cut that out. Yeah. And then move forward. Yep. You gotta you gotta find a way in this world to remove yourself from the situation. I don't care what fucking book you read, what analogy you use, but Andy has to check out and be like, okay, what what is good for this being, this person? Because I get frustrated like everybody else. I have shit days. I go into crisis mode. Right? I, I do all the same shit, right? I find healthy ways to, to work through it. And then in reflection, understand what got me there and how do I avoid that again, right? By reinforcing my why and my purpose in this world. How many times do you hit the crisis mode per month? Because I feel like a lot of people that may be listening may not, like, when I tell people like, yo, I had an anxiety attack or like, yo, last month blue, like I went through this, 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 and this, and they, everybody thinks it's all like gardens and roses. So how many times a month do you actually like hit that point where you're like, damn. Uh, I'd say two or three times a month. Yeah. Um, so I, I, had a, I had a TEDx I did uh, about a month ago and it was up for less than 24 hours, or right around 24 hours, because internet troll took a shot at me and um, accused me of plagiarism for using a, a story and a fable that we use in the military. And, and I went into fucking, I mean, I thought, right, and even in my speech, I talk about how there's these defining moments in your life. And I thought, man, my TEDx doesn't come out. I'm gonna be cool like you, <laughs> right? And this is gonna be a defining moment. It's gonna launch my speaking career. And it was up for, so it was like 26 hours. It was up at two o'clock on Thursday. And they took it down at four o'clock on Friday. And I was supposed to go to the military ball at UWM. I had tickets that were gifted to me by an organization. I had a date. I fucking, fucking oh, nailed yeah. it, right? Yeah, like, well, on a Friday night, Damn, I'm not, I mean, I was, I was still wearing camel he pants. He had jeans on. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. Oh, damn. Still camel pants. Let's not, like, oh. right. At least what? you expect, you, you set the expectations. Set you know, like, well. we're good, we're good. <laughs> but, but I had all these things going for me, and then all of a sudden, this happened. And then, like a hypochondriac, I convinced myself that I shouldn't go because I wasn't mentally well and I was sick. And then I, I started calling either business partners or people that have done speaking before, like, hey, this fucking happened, what do I do? And I spent four hours on the phone, basically going through, right, triaging, panic attack, anxiety, whatever the fuck we want to call it, right? I was, I was, I was having a shit moment, right? And I spent four hours, I called my mom, uh, my dad ended up calling me, I called my brother, I called my business partners, I called my mentors, I spent four hours, then finally, I called everybody and called everybody back, and then my best friend from Iraq randomly called me drunk at a bar and told me that his, the TEDx was amazing and it changed his life, and I was like, well, just so you know, I just took it down, he's like, that's fucking bullshit, like, let's go burn their business to the ground kind of mindset, like, like fuck those people, like, fuck the people on the internet, and, and, and uh, I was like, four hours, all of a sudden, it was like eight, eight o'clock, 8.15, and I was like, you know what? I, I just gave up four and a half hours of my life. I just did not go to something I had look, been looking forward to. I missed out on an opportunity to spend time with friends and people I knew. Mm-hmm. Was it right that I spent four hours on it? I don't know, would I have been better off going to the ball? I don't know, I, I, I can sit down and catastrophize. So what did I do? I put my fucking big boy pants on, right? And moved on with my fucking life. Right? And I would still deal with it, right? The problem still exists. My TEDx video is still not up. And, and the conversation I had during those four hours led to my course of action that I'm taking right now that I feel confident in. And, but along that journey, one of the people I talked to, she said, who fucking cares? You did a TEDx, right? Yep. Did it feel good doing it? Absolutely. So what does it matter? You already did it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck, man. You're telling me what I tell other people. But owning a business, every other week I gotta make payroll. Yep. Every, every other week I'm looking at the bank accounts. Every time um, we have to fire an employee. Fire an employee, I talk about it all the time. I've done a couple of videos on it. I'm like, yeah, fire the motherfucker. I hate firing employees. Mm-hmm. I still get sick to my stomach because, because I am competitive because I want to control things, because I am stubborn, I figure I can, I can get anybody, I can get the best out of everybody. In my head, I, I can get the best out of them, even if they suck, I can get the best out of them. And I, in, my, in our business, I don't even fire people. I hate doing it. I have, I can, I will, but there's someone on our team that is better at it than I am. And, and I, 
I wouldn't say I have a panic attack or anxiety attack, but I avoid firing people. I avoid that conversation. Is a better person mom? No, she's fucking terrible. She cries <laughs> every time. No, uh, Jose, oh. one of our ops guys. Yeah. He's like, hey, he's got a um, master's degree in counseling, wicked smart guy, chill. And he's, and he's, he, the one day we were sitting there one morning, I was like, man, I don't want to fire this guy. We had to. And Hosea goes, we're just sitting there, there's like five or six of us, got a very open concept, transparent, wear my heart on my sleeve. And Hosea's like, I'll do it. I was like, really? He's like, I don't mind. He goes, I'm a crisis counselor. I talked, he goes, normally they're calling me with bad shit. So <laughs> he's like, I know what I'm going into. And I was like, holy shit. I was like, you, you have no idea. You like this thing that had been avoided for three or four days, just like that. Hmm. And why? Because I was open. Yeah. I was honest. I was um, transparent. And it wasn't just in that moment. All the moments I've had with Hosea, right? We, whether it's our team or organization, whatever, like we are, it's individuals, right? We are only as significant as we can give to the world, right? And is insignificant if I don't do anything for the world. And if everybody treats it that way, in that moment, Hosea was the person I needed to get me over this mental block. So two, three times a month, I have like a no shit, call an episode, right? Yeah. But a no shit, quasi debilitating, this is preventing me from moving forward. And you can do all the triage you want, you can do all the preventative medicine, you can have all the healthy behaviors. When you choose to be an entrepreneur, you are choosing to be vulnerable. You're, you're putting yourself out there. Agreed. I have an existential crisis at least twice a month, at least. Right? Just normal at this point. Like, well, fuck it. Like, entrepreneurship, yeah. Woo! <laughs> but you know what old me? Old me would have put a gun in my head. Old me would have gone to a bar and closed the fucking bar and gone home with anybody. Old me would have gotten in my Jeep and drove old drunk. Mm-hmm. Old me, and old me wasn't that long ago. And old me can come out anytime. It's that simple. Do you have the measures in place? Yeah. I told people, do you have five people you can call? And one of them will automatically pick up, right? Not everyone's always going to pick up. There was a, who's that one person you can always call? Bitch, he's sleeping, right? Do you have five people you know that you can pick up, right, and be there? Because we all go through some shit. Mm-hmm. And then being open and honest about it. Agreed. It's, it's really easy to think that we are successful from the outside looking in. Yep. Yeah, Willie Morris, who's on the show... A while, like probably one of the first guests, I think the first guest. He was, guest, yeah. He said, do the things that you need to do to take care of yourself before you need them. But I appreciate you coming on, dude. Yeah. This, this was rad. I think we were going to go rapid fire, but you rant, man. You talk more than me. It's, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. But lastly, like, what are you excited about? Where can people learn more? Like, what should they be paying attention to? Whatever fuels you, I don't know. I dig it. Like, the, Fuck off with like what fuels me. I already told you. I watch videos and I find what energizes me. Right? When your blood is boiling in a good way, go figure out what that is and go get more of that. Yep. Strong yourself with like-hearted people. Alright, so he's not gonna plug himself, so we'll put all the stuff <laughs> in the show notes. <laughs> His Instagram, I literally just tagged him in something. It's literally Andy fucking wise. <laughs> <laughs> is that allowed? Oh, yeah, yeah my Instagram is Andy fucking wines. <laughs> well, shit, let's uh, just end it there. <laughs> Tag just bitch. <laughs> <laughs>